four, I believe. Four or five. I'm like 90. Started with 98, uh, 05, 07, 10, went to a 98. They actually came out in 98, and we got 99s. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, well, you actually ended up going to Canada. Yeah, I, yeah, to get my 99. Um, yeah. Be, be, uh, no, it wasn't so much that I was going to get a better deal. I did get a, a better deal, American dollar to the, to the Canadian, but... I got to ride it home. I'll never ride to Portland, but I'll ride from Portland or Vancouver to San Francisco. That must have been a dream ride, especially back then. That bike was legendary. I mean, nowadays there's a lot of motorcycles, but that was a, a head turner and a generation changer. And uh, the fact of the matter is they were very hard to come by. And uh, I actually had to put a deposit on mine in October my ma gave me for my birthday 500 bucks, uh, 500 bucks to put an R1 and ended up actually being... Um, they sold it out from under me until like February, and finally she goes, it's like, why don't you have your bike, Alex? And I'm like, riding your bicycle in the rain, blah, blah, blah. It's like, ma, they're very rare. So you never diss your ma, because what she ended up doing was, I'm going to find you a bike. I go, ma, you can't buy these. Wade just went to Canada. Yar. So she called me that afternoon, what color would you like, red or black? And uh, blue, you know, because uh, Fairfield just opened up a shop, and they had R1s galore, and uh, nice. I was lucky to get one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the blue one. So Wade and I actually have had the blue R1s, and we tore it up up and down the south uh, up uh, the Sunday morning ride for a while. And interestingly enough, we both took ours to the Isle of Man, correct? Yeah. Yep. And uh, did our job, so to speak. And uh, that was really, really neat. Yeah. So uh, You just got left there for a couple of years. Yeah. We were hoping to. I, I thought when I went yeah. to the Isle, I'd be back the next year. And I did do the Manx GP. This is 2004. But uh, interestingly enough, like life got in the way from 2006 on. And. Uh, yeah, I really did think I'd be there every year and uh, do my job, and things changed, and rules changed over there, and, uh, well, Wade finally brought my bike back three years later. <laughs> no, we're bringing it back. You're, you're going to use it. Bring it home. We are, we are. And uh, since then, I mean, uh, the, the next bike I think you got was a 2005, I think, right? Yeah, five, and then a seven, and a ten. Yeah, so the, 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 the generations changed. I mean, the five was really neat. Had the double pipes out the rear, kind of Ducati-esque. Uh, never been a fan of that myself. But anyhow, um, from there, they had the cross-plane, which I was think was considered a little bit uh, heavy in certain respects in the, the reviews. But uh, you had, uh, well, you gave me, for my birthday, your 2005, which is a wonderful bike to have. And I had that for about... Six months or something. But uh, anyhow, uh, the crossplane came in, and now this new one, which is uh, the new latest generation. And uh, boy, I guess it's the closest thing to a GP5 stroke 500. <laughs> yeah, that's two stroke 500. I, I, mean. bought it, I bought it from Joe, and he said, I didn't want to buy a GP bike. I said, Well, why'd you buy it? Give me that thing. Yeah, apparently these new bikes are just so fast. I mean, uh, it really doesn't make sense to take them on the street, but uh, if you're used to Some fast, people have to. Fa yeah, they have exactly. a street mode. There's actually four <laughs> modes. Uh, I put it in C mode. C mode is actually says street mode. The throttle is so long and does totally different stuff. I, I threw that away. I'm back in B mode. But yeah, I call it parade mode. It would be C mode and rain. Well, yeah, rain mode, it. I believe, was a C mode as a, a, a intentional. And then the ham-fisted mode, meaning you can't possibly. Yeah. They you know, say hurt the, the A and B mode is track mode, a fast track mode and a slow track mode. It just it just wants to get off the leash, but it amazingly does go slow. Well, 30, 40. Uh, and if you if you 
back off a little bit, it really kind of backs off. And you, oh, I'm not going that fast after all. So you kind of have to work at it, but but it's a rocket. So the carburation works nicely, meaning it doesn't have hiccups or holes or that type of thing. Well, it's a little bumpy for trying to go slow on. <laughs> uh, I've been you pulling be the clutch in and trying to get it. I took most of the slop out of the throttle. I want to get all of it out. Uh, it could be a little smoother. It's a little jumpy. It'll jump in the middle of a hairpin or something, and uh, you got to back off, let the clutch. So, yeah, it's not that smooth. You get a straightaway or something or put it on a track where it's got room and doesn't have to slow down, um, it actually does even better. So I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm complaining about peanuts. Yeah, and uh, you know I've been a traditionalist for a long time, and I kept my '99, and I'm hoping to race that one actually this year because uh, unfortunately I got hit by a car, so that port of the bike's no longer perfect. So that means I can go race it. But uh, that being said, um, you know uh, everything I hear about the latest greatest machinery, it's really, I mean, you got to be pretty much expert level, and to really appreciate it, I mean, you got to go <coughs> on a track and. Not every, everyone can ride it, and I think that's why you see a lot for sale, because it looks really cool on paper, but when you get on it, it scares yeah, the shit out yeah. of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm the fourth owner on my bike. No kidding. Jason got it with, I, I got a tag on it from Jason. Do you ever sell that? I want to be first in line. And yeah, I went back to get a book and everything from him, get some information. And he goes, I, I bought it with 2,000 miles on it. It's like, what? Really? So he did a track wow. day and a, and a ride. So he put about 500 miles on it. Joe put about 500 miles on it. I've already put like 1,000 miles on it. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, of course, because it's, it's, it's a ride. And, and I, you've been hurt, too, actually. So it's a, nice to be yeah. able to go out there and enjoy yeah. that beast. Yeah. It, it, other than going fast, it, it cruises really nice. It does anything. You pull the clutch in, I sneak up on people, and <laughs> yeah, know, you let the clutch out, and you're instantly doing the speed limit. So you might as well put, pull the clutch in and sneak up silently, a little slower. And you know, uh, last uh, show, uh, it was, the last show was the first show in a while. I mean, uh, Racer's Alley's been off since November uh, due to various circumstances, and uh, we 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 ran across the uh, you know the R1 conversation for a second, but. Uh, What's neat about it, apparently, um, all the switches are right there so you can go on the fly. Yeah. But, um, Got uh, menus yeah, and such. Yeah. That's tricky, though, to be looking down. It's like looking at your telephone. Who's <laughs> looking out the windshield? They do have an eye on the phone. You kind of want to stop. Uh, it's tricky. So, same thing. Uh, I was looking for the odometer. It's a little tricky. You got to spin this little wheel to find the odometer in the little. There's like four little things that'll come up. You don't have time to be looking down at that little tiny stuff <laughs> if you're doing over 25 miles an hour. If there's anybody around you covering a lot of a lot of distance, yeah, that, that that is true. And just as anything, I mean, really, nowadays we live in a culture where people drive and ride their bicycles or do all this type of stuff and really not pay attention to what the hell they're doing. But uh, yeah, anyhow, uh, congratulations on that bike, Wade, and I really look forward to getting one because uh, since I got hit my '99 and it's no longer my cherry baby, um, I'm gonna race that, and uh, I have sights on a on a newer R1 in the future, uh, just because you know you watch them TT videos now, and they're going so goddamn <coughs> fast, you know, so damn fast, and you see the bike's out of control. If you had a 500 two-stroke back then, you know, I mean, that would be a man and the bike and the brakes. Nowadays, I believe that between the slipper clutch, the anti 
wheelie, the uh, intuitive suspension, and, of and course, great tires. You and know. a slide and, and, and traction control. And traction has, control. And a slide control also. You can actually go in hot, and the bike will make up for certain deficiencies. I'm not giving, I'm taking anything away from the Mile Boys, because they're, they're truly badasses. But, uh, you know, we've raced the aisle as well. But uh, this new generation, if you really want to break 200 miles an hour, you better have a computerized bike because you're going into a turn. That thing's keeping you from getting off the track, and right? And it better work right, too. <laughs> that as well. So, you know, it's thing, like I, dialing it in and computers, and everything's pretty active now. So when you see these top boys out there breaking 218 miles an hour and such, believe me, the, their bikes are actually, I think, they, they're helped, you know, by the Yeah, they've they got computers on board and, and somebody in the in the pits or whatever and you know and they, so they got an 18 wheeler and you know whatever five or six guys backing you have to do whatever that you know we normally have to do by ourselves and yeah i mean um, it's it's now to do a tt i think you have an endeavor you have to have a uh, uh the resources like i imagine a ama superbike team or a world superbike team uh, i think i think those boys nowadays i mean uh, all the bikes out there have to be i think you got to have a hundred grand you know, it got to be really exceptional machinery out there to, to go that fast and push beyond 185 <laughs> to even qualify to, to be able to do that type of thing. You know, I mean, it's it's quite incredible. And uh, I look forward to that because, uh, you know, Wade yeah. and I got stock R1s, but they're super, super fast. They should do 200. So we'll be qualifying for the TT this year, right, Wade? Yeah, there you are. <laughs> yeah there's, there's a complete kit of everything, stuff, race stuff that you now you get it and put into the bike just to keep up with the Joneses that are already out there. So it's like when I was doing Daytona, uh, in theory, I got an A bike. Well, when I got there, it's like, well, I think we got a B bike. There's six guys that are going 10 miles an hour faster than all the rest of us. And you were running, the, I believe, the YZFR6 uh, back yeah. then. And you had a you had a kit in there. You, it we was had, really yeah. furbished. We, we yeah. had the kind of everything. But there was a group that had the connection and and the million dollar bikes, the factory shit. Yeah, yeah, they're super fast. They're an octave above what we're doing, and not that I look back, but because the track goes back and forth, in the middle of it going back and forth, you can see the gang of six bullets coming. They're going to be coming down, breathing down your neck any second now. So hold your line and zoom, 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 and wait for them to go by. It's amazing to watch. You know, when I was out there. A couple of times, uh, you know, when you have the fast guys pass, uh, go by you, and this is the Isle of Man, um, it's just amazing to watch. You know, it's just choo -choo -choo and up the mountain or wherever. Uh, uh, that that course is very, uh, uh, how you could say, challenging and very narrow and everything else in between. And uh, they still have room to pass you at a million miles an hour. You yeah, know, like you're yeah. standing still. When we had our, yeah, when we had our R ones, um, David Jeffries had had the million dollar r1 same exact same bike except we got we yeah. got ours from yamaha motorcycle shop and they got theirs he, from the he got his built from wherever <laughs> anyhow he had the bullet i saw him for one straightaway in one corner and and he threw a rock at me chipped my my windshield and Whoa. disappeared should have kept that rock could have found it, it. <laughs> unbelievable how fast the, unbelievable. The joey was always going 20 miles an hour faster than anybody on a semi-production biker or, or whatever and so your man and the king of the mountain joey dunlop in it yeah yeah so <laughs> That's it's why. the leaders of are always about that about 20 miles an hour faster than 
the people in the back that you know got well, we're just we're, we're privateers. Privateers, yeah, exactly. Anyhow, uh, we're gonna take a short break because Milk Crate just got here. Let's put on some music, get the rest of the studio together. Milk Crate, how did you say hi over on the mic over there? Wade's got. Hey everybody, how's it going today? A little hey, late Milk today, Crate. but we got some tunes for you, <laughs> which is always awesome. Uh, what are we playing? Uh, we're gonna play a little John Kale. John Kale, right on, right on. Thanks, mate. Did we switch it over?
Yeah, we are. Welcome here to Mutiny Radio here in the heart of the mission. And uh, this is Racer's Alley, and we're just uh, getting back on the air here. Uh, the boys are uh, showing up, and we're just uh, kind of shooting the ship for a second before we come back on. And I got to say, you know, uh, Mutiny Radio is uh, here in the heart of the mission, and uh, boy, uh, Pamtastic does this show here. She's our uh, captain of our pirate ship, and uh, Meet the Radio has a comedy festival. I think this is our fifth year doing that, and uh, it's a very, very important time for us. Uh, right now, it's March through uh, 1st through 7th, and uh, it's a Dead Men Tell No Jokes Tour Festival 2020. Anyhow, that being said, uh, we're bringing uh, 76 national comedians together for our 60 live 66 live comedy shows. Uh, we're going to be streaming it here at uh, Mutiny Radio, and uh, you can always hear our podcasts. Uh, usually we're here from uh, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Saturday at mutinyradio.fm. And uh, we're going to be having a big show at El Rio, and I think it's the 21st, uh, the Wednesday the 4th of March. And uh, we're going to have a good show there and have some comedians, and we're going to have a, you know, a great time. So uh, please join us for the Comedy Festival. Uh, it's very important to us here at Muni Radio, actually. It's one of our biggest deals to uh, keep the ship afloat, so to speak. So uh, you can always find us at www.mutinyradio.fm. And uh, please come from March the 7th, and we're going to have a bunch of comedians here. A great time for the Comedy Festival. Yar. Anyhow, uh, we're here at Racer's Alley. Uh, we'll be back shortly. We're taking a little break. The boys are just getting here. We're just kind of warming up and going from there. But uh, boy, oh boy, uh, Milk Crate Brian's here spinning some tunes. And uh, what do we got next, Milk Crate? Uh, we got The Clash with Adam Tan. You are an unknown band, I guess, uh, older people. They're uh, called The Clash. Cheers.
I break faces. Wild cop chases, dawn of all ages. I saved the world, that's fucking history pages. My woo crescent shines in the sky at night. Watch out my eagle on my wrist, take off into flight. All my might, bright glass teeth that right. Ain't a bird or a plane, it's ghost in the mic. Two hammers in the diamond blade sword. Thicker than the Ford F-150, niggas couldn't lift me. As if, stance mastiff. Metal face doom, beware he bear gifts. Cab for the shift, overwork, overtime jerk. Being worn, go for mine. In the dance hall, play the wall like handball to his Crawl to last call, loose cannon, screw strip, off the rip, this one for the gipper, get chip, that nigga dig, don't tip the strippers, phone bonds and mask mats and slippers, you're in Starks, backpack of ammo, warrior set, let your flags blow, ammo, these dudes is toys like Ramo, damn no chip, paint driving on the ground with the Lambo, blammo. Welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, boy, you know, we have a nice house tonight. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Wade Boyd uh, being our normal uh, co-host, part of the Wrecking Crew. And uh, Mr. Clay Murphy is here. He's from FirstRides.org, which is a great organization. Basically, what they do is uh, they teach, uh, well, they have a uh, class. He'll explain sooner. It's about uh, teaching kids how to ride. And uh, we've got Mr. Kieran here, uh, just a, a guest coming in and a very fast dad with uh, motorcycle racing and the Isle of Man and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome all y'all. Can you say hi? Make sure the mics work. Hey, thanks, Alex. You are here. You are here. <laughs> Wait. Doom. Dun, 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 dun. We heard from Milk Crate. So everything's working well. So far, the ship is floating. You are. And uh, okay. be sure to uh, get a hold of us uh, for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up soon. Anyhow, uh, boy, we were talking earlier about the newest R1s and uh, how those were fun. And, um, well, interestingly enough, uh, let's change, uh, let's do a segue here. Um, Clay's been here uh, before. He's a, a, a San Francisco Motorcycle Club member, but uh, he's done something wonderful. I mean, uh, we are I, brother. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you started this, and uh, Clay, why don't myself. why don't you mention uh, he does FirstRides.org, and, and this is just such a wonderful program. I mean, uh, boy, you know, uh, yeah. Explain, mate. I would love to. I would love to, Alex. 
Uh, first, I have to lead with the fact that I can't do anything by myself, and I haven't done anything by myself other than fill out paperwork. It's uh, because of, of you and others in the community promoting us, and then also all of the volunteers. I, I can't thank them enough. Uh, it's been a, a wild ride already thus far. In fact, we just had our, our most recent class. So <clears throat> in a nutshell, we're just a bunch of volunteers who want to share our love of motorcycling. Mm -hmm. We, you guys know how difficult it is now to get a chance to uh, ride as a kid, you know, unless you're, you know, blessed with, you know, wealth and a truck and all that kind of jazz that goes with it. And a parent who's, who's great. That, right? Yeah. It's really difficult. And um, it's also even intimidating, you know, if you have all of, um, you know, the accessories and such. Um, so being able to kind of go out and make it, uh, you know, an easier step. And also, frankly, just getting the stuff into people's hands, getting the gear and getting mm -hmm. bikes in people's hands. And, and we have trainers, obviously, who are skilled. And um, just trying to adapt. I think you guys have heard me say this. Long gone mm -hmm. are the days, of, like when we were kids, where we get on a mini bike, take off out of the backyard, go find some woods, and away we went. And we got skill. And so, sure, we got scraped up, and maybe we didn't have our, any gear on. Well, back then, um, yes. <laughs> we just right? went, you know. Totally. Uh. Full stars and craziness. Um, so we have to adapt, right? We want the next generation to ride. We need mm -hmm. them to. Really, I see it as more than just a, you know, a hobby. I, just like you all, it's a way of life. I, I ride every day. And um, rain or shine and all that jazz. And so I see it as incredibly convenient and thrilling people complain about their commutes i love my commute and so anyway get to ride your bike right exactly just want to enable the next generation well you know i mean uh, motorcyclists here in the bay area there's a there's a shit ton of us and you know uh, it's interesting uh, i work at tokyo moto as the motorcycle shop and um, yeah there's 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 changes in demographics and people um, there's a shit ton more women riding, gotta say, which is awesome. But yeah. um, Clay, yeah. Clay, let's get back to you Some for a second because I've been I've been working on trying to focus a little bit more, and uh, so <laughs> anyhow, yeah, I try to listen to my show every now and then. I was like, focus, Alex. But uh, that being said, you know, you mentioned firstrides.org, and uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, basically, what you're doing is uh, you're going to. Uh, we here, are, we're in California, by the way. Uh, our show is here. The, Mission in the heart of uh, uh, San Francisco, which is a beautiful yeah. day today. But uh, around here, there's various places you can dirt ride. Uh, I'm sure other parts of the country and uh, certain parts of the world, you can dirt ride wherever the hell you want. Here, you actually, you know, you, you have to go to certain places. I mean, at least an hour and a half away uh, from San Francisco before you can actually go proper. Uh, Legal. Dirt ride. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah, that's a whole different story, Wade. But uh, anyhow, um, that being said, uh, Clay and his band of elves, uh, Wade and I always like the word term elves because they always help us out. And um, yeah, you guys actually, uh, w what's happened here, folks, is uh, his organization, firstrides.org, uh, had uh, dirt bikes donated. Uh, gear donated and we'll still accept gear and dirt bikes to be donated and we'll talk about where you can drop all that stuff off soon but uh, the fact of the matter is uh, if you look on Facebook book under 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 that I believe uh, uh, Facebook first page rides org. yeah and, and if you go to our website it's one of the first links and, and you'll like see what's happening and you'll see all these kids out there and you will see all these bikes and you see all this gear Thanks and uh, we all have to start somewhere 
You know, like Clay was saying earlier, you know, when I started, it was like you either had a Briggs and Stratton. Uh, my uncle gave me a DT-175, but you'd have a guy at a XR, and you'd have a guy at a YZ. And uh, this was the 70s, people. But uh, yeah. anyhow, you just rode, and you didn't yeah. have gear. I mean, you just went to railroad tracks to avoid the man and go play pinball and video games and shit. But exactly. uh, nowadays, I mean, it's pretty hard to do that. Uh, yeah. We got our local 5 o'clock boys or, or 12 o'clock boys in the mission in Oakland, but that's a different story. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is related news on that after a bit. I'll tell you a bit. God, okay. But anyhow, uh, firstrides.org is great because it, what it does is uh, it allows kids who would normally be not be able to have that. I believe Clay, yeah. you give them an opportunity. All they got to do is show up, and they have the gear, they have the bike, and you just give them the love to do it. Yeah, that's the thing, Alex. Is I think that so many people would like to try the sport, and there's really no venue to do it. Exactly. There's no way to really do it um, until you're an adult and you go through MSF, which is wonderful. Um, but at that point, really, then they're practicing on the street. Well, the unless street. you had a, a parent who r raced or rode, yeah. that's the only real way. I'm sure yeah. in many sports and many, many different type of things, that's the way you get into something is your yeah. folks were into it. It's like, now I'm going to make me a winner. But, right. uh, yeah, um, normally uh, it's very hard to, to, to have that. And um, Can I ask, uh, so how are – how are you reaching to the kids and who are the kids that come into the show? Are they, you know, friends and uh, just, yeah. Totally. This is a great question. And so really this podcast, uh, we actually did one not that long ago, uh, motorcycles and misfits, um, nice. members of them actually are, uh, volunteers. Uh, Mike and Miller is actually, uh, one of the board of directors now. Um, and so we've been basically doing outreach. The members themselves have been going out and speaking at shops, uh, and kind of spreading the word. Um, in fact, we've got volunteers from not only San Francisco Motorcycle Club, Vampires in Santa Cruz, nice. uh, Motorcycles and Misfits uh, podcast, Recycle Garage, they're represented well. And then also Oakland, uh, Bungie Brent is uh, heavily involved. Great. So, uh, as yeah, is Jerry Crawl. Uh, um, definitely fantastic. They've been bringing bikes out for us to use, and Bungie's really? been documenting everything. That's it's awesome. Been fantastic. Well, and then uh, San Jose. Uh, now we have members from San Jose uh, Motorcycle Club, um, Devin Wayman and Howard Shepard uh, volunteering as well. I think this is going to grow into something big because, I mean, we all understand that it's very hard to, you know, nowadays, like you mentioned earlier, where do you learn to ride nowadays unless you have a, yeah. a, a family who has, like, you know, I have my 252 stroke and now my kid's got an XR, you know, started at a 50 yeah. and then go 100 and, you, you know, all that good stuff, bro. you know. You have to have two uh, of everything to yeah. teach your friends. Sure. But uh, you know I, mean? I think this is wonderful yeah. because uh, you don't necessarily have to have uh, your mom or dad be a rider. You can just say, yeah. uh, I are, and uh, just get me out there. You just got to get them to say, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And, um, as a, you know. Um, <laughs> They're ripping too, guys. In fact, maybe a little too much. That might be a story for another episode. Awesome. <laughs> they scared me this past Sunday. Let's They're having a lot of fun. Yeah, you did. Literally ups and downs, though. We had okay. some spills. Well, so. I mean, that's learning how to dirt ride. I always assumed dirt riding was about falling. And Amen, then, yeah. brother. Amen, brother. <laughs> you know, just like just there you are. Like a little bit of speed, if you know what I mean. And well, like, you know, you work down. up to not falling, you know. <laughs> right? Scared me. But yeah. it was good. It was great. We had 13 students, guys. 13 students Sunday, oh, everyone. The wow. previous two classes had five each. That's fucking Nine. great. You know, <laughs> 13 Maybe students. Maybe not a lucky number. 
Uh, no, actually, I've always had 13 in my race numbers when I can. Right? Yeah. Uh, which agree. is, yeah, I've always liked 13. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, no, Clay, that that's, that's very admirable, and it's wonderful. And, you know, I'm glad that, uh, you know, all these other organizations around you are starting to, you know, uh, take hold and notice and help. Because, you know, all these clubs, San Jose, East Bay and all that, they all probably have grandkids. You know, yeah. that type of shit. They all you know, got kids. Like, Somebody's yeah. got kids. Yeah. So, um, it's and awesome. It, yeah. So we're getting folks from like, literally just like they've heard about it from like Barf or something. So yeah. I've been asking Word them, like, spreading. how did you hear about it? I need to add this to the, uh, the uh, form. I'll be honest with you. How did you hear us? It's a great question. Uh, but I've been basically pulling them when I meet them and they're like, I heard about it word of mouth. A friend told me about it or I read about it on Barf from one of the other local forums. Heard about it from a podcast. And, and uh, you great. know, I mean, uh, I'm sure to support someone would gladly pay $20 for a firstrides.org t shirt. You know, it was like, especially 25 signed by Clay. Yar, oh, yar. Da -da 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 -da. But, uh, you know, that being said, I mean, um, it, it might not be a bad idea to get a go from me and that type of stuff to help pay for gas and everything. But it, it sounds like, you know, some people don't have uh, gear to give and some people don't have, you know, a motorcycle well, to well, give. But, you know, uh, we've actually yeah. had some success there, my friend. We actually have a GoFundMe link on the on the website there and had numerous uh, coworkers of mine and friends from all over uh, who awesome. made donations large and small. And that's really helped offset. Yeah, for uh, sure. I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, last I heard, you didn't win the lotto. You're doing this just out of your sheer heart. And <laughs> whenever you do sure, anything like that, you're going broke. So yeah, uh, that's fucking bit, awesome. We're not trying to make you know. money, brother. I promise you that. We ain't doing that. <laughs> no, uh, we just want to get more that's people great. involved. You know, so. Um, such a great sport. So how do we get a hold of you? Uh, if you go to firstrides.org, it has all of our information there. There's an apply link. And you go there and you fill out a simple form. And uh, which will soon have the question, how'd you hear about us? Hopefully this podcast, they rock. Well, Alex, we got we six of you. us listening, so you're going to get at least Mutiny two. Mutiny Radio, Racers Alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on. And it, so, but yeah, so go there and it basically has everything, my friend. And as you said earlier, there's a Facebook link um, where you can kind of see the most recent activity. So we've got a bunch of photos and video and you can kind of see what's happening. And the Facebook link is what under? It's basically a FB slash First Rides Org. First Rides Org, and uh, you got to see these pictures because, uh, you know, what we're talking about now, you can actually see the joy in the kids, and like you said, you had a whole yeah. gaggle last time, and uh, it yeah, it was great, it was you know, compared to the first pictures where you had a few, man, this thing's growing. This which, is which the is thing, awesome. is we're kind of hitting some growing mm -hmm. pains, brother, yeah. because the bikes that we have got, they're, they're loaner bikes, which is wonderful, um, but really, we had 13 students, and we had nine trainers, bless them, <laughs> and so they were so wonderful, but uh, still, we were out, we were out-personed. <laughs> you know, and so really right. more trainers, if folks want to come on out, we'd love that. Um, frankly, we're probably going to end up maybe capping it at a dozen unless we get some more people. And then eventually, I'll be honest with you, we want to get to the point where we do have our own bikes, guys, because yeah. we are paying a yeah. trainer that brings his stuff and everything, whereas we could divert that to basically investing in our own kind of. And we have our own idea for how to run this. Is We're kind of the kinder, gentler uh, dirt bike trainers. Well, yeah, I'm trying you're, to get you're teaching, people. you know, yeah, you're, you're learning them. Guys. Yeah. They're These not doing the XR 100 circle tracks. Some of them have never seen a motorcycle. You know? Which uh, is so great. Like, we're teaching them the clutch. And they're, they're, they're able to do it. It's a clutch. But yeah. imagine getting out of a day and learning how to ride a motorcycle though. They can go to school and go, what, guess what, bitch? I rode a bike this weekend. You know, I mean, once you're a motorcyclist, you don't care about anything else really, especially as a kid. And um, that being said, you know, if, uh, if a millionaire exactly. is listening, any millionaires out there, I probably know a few, but 
what would you like as far as motorcycles in, in, in a sense of respect for a class? Let's say, you know, yeah. Honda wants to sponsor us or someone. Yeah. What would like, I gotta what say, would you get? You know, 50s, 70s, 90s, 110s. Like how many of each? i with you. Like, four of each? Uh, uh, well, I mean, I would love two of each. I, I'm a simple man. No, you know four, I mean? four's a good number. <laughs> I'm a simple <laughs> man here. So, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. That would be about perfect. You know what I mean? Because then we would have, we're already thankfully, because of all of your help, and everyone else's that's been helping us. We have tons of gear, and it's been saving us because we show up, and the trainer has wow. a ton of stuff, but we tend to have smaller kids in our program. So we supplement all that. You know, like three of our chest protectors, you know, definitely was like, they are able to go here, here, here. No kidding. You know what I nice. mean? Because they were smaller kids, and I'm like, these things are huge. We need you on some that fit. And I'm like, I've got them right here. And so all of that's just been savers. Boots, same thing. Cool. We've got a ton of small boots. I saw, yeah, exactly. It's like, who's going to wear these? But you've used them. Dude, size 12 and one. They're dinky. I want to bronze them. <laughs> they're adorable. You know? That's awesome. It's a keychain size. Yeah, <laughs> right? right. Lucky, lucky rabbit's foot. Uh, wow, okay. that's awesome. Right on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so you'd like to start with like a 50s, 450s, 400s, and 4125s? I mean, sure, sure. I mean, or you get getting taller kids. 10 kids and what we would do is just kind of spread the ages out and we're already getting to the point now Alex we're going to have to basically create a wait list even because you know how it was before we're like people weren't trusting us even to you know well it's it's been a while like, I, don't, I don't blame them well, like who are these yahoos mm -hmm. I get it but now it's working and people are getting it that they can trust us um, we got to trust your kids though bicycling get them on bicycles also self control all right, all right. yeah get them on bicycles <laughs> I was just mentioning that to my and boss, out of uh, all directions ever so slightly <laughs> Yeah, just don't gas it and go straight. But uh, indeed, yeah. yeah, avoid uh, the wall. That, that <laughs> and the tree. Important, you know, Wait, turn left. Learning how to ride a bicycle. Uh, my uh, my my uh, uh, boss man Sean. You know, uh, he has a couple of kids, and uh, his girl Hera uh, tends to be more of the get, look, get in the back of the bike, dad, and stuff like yeah. that. It's just like. I was just mentioning, you know, I've uh, got the show tonight. It's like, we, we, I talk about you and shit. And goes, hey. I, I still have to get her to learn to ride a bicycle first, you know, before she can go out on riding a motorcycle. But you're, you're definitely correct. And that's exactly yeah. what he said. Sean's one of us. So he's been around, you know, totally. old school uh, uh, bike messenger, motorcycle yeah. messenger and, days. And, and uh, I really want to be able yeah, to help with that eventually, makes Alex. sense. You know, yeah. it's like, got to ride a bicycle first, you know, or you are. It makes well, it, it plays for, you know, uh, just you know, really being on two help. wheels, you know, it does so that help. type of thing. Uh, for sure. We kind of take it for granted. You know how it is, guys. We, you know, <laughs> and ladies, we all grew up BMXing. Exactly. And well, and different so, world now. Yeah. But uh, I'm very, very happy uh, that everything's working out. Uh, when's the next date you think you have going out? May 3rd. May 3rd. And um, we're going to be seeking dates in August and November next. August, November. So please go ahead and have everyone apply, and we will find a date for you soon. May 3rd, I'll be honest with you, is already almost full. Wow. Given that we're thinking, we already have about 10 applicants, and we're probably going to cap it at 12. So we um, can get 10 or 12 people out there. Get more trainers. Yeah, it would really help. One-on-one's well, help. I'm trying to teach two kids at once how to use the clutch. So oh, gotcha. One person <laughs> taking off, and the other person stalling it, and you know what I mean? Got to have a leash. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, uh, put it. We'll put it out there for sure, Clay. And uh, yeah, we need some trainers out there. You are, you know, yeah. um, bike Good riding motorcyclists, yeah. which are pretty much all of them. And so, uh, yeah, very neat. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, uh, before we uh, uh, get to our commercial uh, rock and roll break, um, 
What are the logistics? I mean, uh, usually, uh, do you have people go out there in cars or do you carpool? Uh, do the bike are the bikes there? Is everything waiting for Wonderful you? Wonderful questions. Uh, Fantastic uh, questions. You got Alex. orange juice? <laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah. Totally, dude. Great questions. We do supply lunch, uh, so okay. go ahead and have all of that for the trainers, the students, the parents. Uh, try to have it's just simple sandwich meats and cheeses and you know what I mean um, of course chips and bars and well some good motorcycle food you don't want yeah, to totally be all heavy and stuff yeah and, totally that's a pb and j as well and um, so yeah try to have all that and you know Gatorades and Henson beverages uh, and that kind of stuff relatively uh, healthy stuff and um, we basically have the bikes predominantly supplied and most of the gear supplied by our trainer who we're contracting with. And so he shows so. up with most of the stuff. And this is Brian Garahan of Garahan Off-Road Training. I need to give him love because he's a great guy and a fantastic trainer. He's an ISDE medalist. Wow. And, that's um, that's so. a pretty badass. Right. I mean, it's badass like Definitely. the Isle of Man right. and yeah. Paris Dakar badass. Right. Those are the three badasses. Totally. Yar. Totally. ISDE. Wow. He's fantastic. Yeah. And so love awesome. this guy. And so he's a great guy and a fantastic trainer. And he spends most of his time, you know, uh, either training full-on racers or training adults, and so and so he's also trained true beginners and plenty of kids. But he's and totally behind. Your, time. Your, your, yes, he's cut uh-huh. us a huge deal, uh, basically with the bikes and the gear and all of that. If we were paying per student, it would be significantly more. Well, is there a way we can plug him right now for whatever his business is? Definitely. And go see him. Garahan uh, Off-Road needs? Training. Uh, highly recommended. He's located down in the uh, Santa Cruz area. And so he teaches uh, all over the place. Um, and he has all of the gear and the motorbikes. And like I say, he teaches tons of adults uh, who have never been on a motorbike. And then he teaches t- plenty of street riders who have never been on the dirt. And so mad skills. So much love. And he's really shown us how to train. So Clay, is uh, uh, basically is that hiring a um, – well uh, – Martial arts trainer, he's a trainer. You hire him, and he'll go out with you. Okay, this is what you need to condition. If you're going to do this, you might want to try this. Yeah. And, you know, uh, chase a chicken around the yard for a while to catch it. That type <laughs> totally. of shit, you know. Definitely. Um, he's our sensei. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's, that's amazing. we have been blindfolded and had to ride the dirt bike backwards. Yeah. It was strange, but we managed. No, so we did do a train the trainer day uh, where he's basically just focused on us adults. Wow. And really conveyed it, and I took copious notes and, you know, uh, shared great. that with everyone. That's great, and actually. Kind of, like, improved them as we went. And so we have instructions, and those are all shared with the American Motorcycles Association, who looks out for us. We're nice. a chartered service promoter. Oh, wow. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's very important. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I mean, what you're doing is wonderful, and, uh, you know, there's no way around it. It's a great gift, and I think everyone sees that, and that's why they're – just so uh, excited to get behind it, well, you know. Thank you, Alex. And, and so uh, we'll work on Hani. We're, we're going to find you some bikes. So, Dude, you know, we can we have do a campaign. Bring tons of gear, you know. <laughs> you know, as well as the, you know, foods and drinks. Uh, we bring tons of gear, and then we have been supplementing with our own bikes. I take two bikes out. Bungie and Jerry and the OMC have been bringing three bikes out consistently. So nice. we show up with five bikes to supplement the trainer's set of bikes, and that way we can sort out. If he doesn't have the right size for the kids, because it's really, we try to get their dimensions online, but you know how it is. So you get out there, if they're really not ready for it, you want to move them from a 125 down to a 110, right? That's automatic. Well, I think right? if they're tall, I think Wade's got a, what a, 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 a 
KX500, that ought to be tame enough for a 14 year old. Only for five year olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit it. Yeah, right on, right on. I'll take a CR. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on, Clay. Um, we're going to take a short break, and uh, Milk Crate's going to be playing some side of kind of a devil's rock and roll. What do we got going, Milk Crate? Uh, we've got King Tough here. Very popular with the college kids. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
press darlings, the press darlings, the press darlings, the press darlings.
You are, you are. Well, we're having a great time here at Meet Me Radio, uh, here in the heart of the mission, and this is Racer's Alley, and we haven't been on in a while. This is my second show since November. Uh, we had some hard times, but we'll talk about that later. Anyhow, uh, boy, oh boy, we're just sitting here all jarring. Uh, it's interesting, you know, it's more fun actually on the breaks to actually, if I could have mics on every all our guests, than actually really live when we're on the radio, because the stories you hear are wonderful. But uh, that being said, you know, we have some coming events here, and it's very important, because uh, we're Racers Alley, and we really do like racing. So, uh, August Weber uh, Sr. is going to be, uh, anyways, August is going to be here, hopefully next week. Uh, he does fun track days, and uh, their opener is here on March 16th over at Thunder Hill. It's a three-mile east course. And uh, you can get rid, get, get a hold of them at uh, FunTrackDays.com. Guess what? You know, uh, what's nice about Fun Track Days is they have various levels. And what's really, really cool is you can be a novice and go out there. And you'll have, uh, you know, really individualized instructors with you. And then as you, the day progresses, uh, what's really neat is during the classes, uh, at first, you know, it's like, how did your track day go? That's the first class. Second track day is like, okay, so did you learn about breaking markers, apexes, and so on? Then, uh, you know, uh, third, third, third break, or oh, be talking about you know gas in the over the horizon. But uh, fun track days. Each time you have a break, they actually have kind of a little class in between to talk about what you've just been through and also talk about what you're going to be going through and uh, what to be able to focus on and such. That's so really, really cool. And, you know, they kind of take a uh, note of folks. So if you're sitting there in the pits, they go, hey, man, hey, Alex, how you doing? Uh, I saw you, you know, looking over you are about going over that way. It's like, well, let's let's talk about it and uh, we'll talk it through and then uh, the next lap will go with you. So it's really, really nice. You know, uh, August out there with the Fun Track Day boys, they're really personalized, great way to go. And, uh, yeah, RER, racing is coming up soon, you know. And that being said, you know, um, you're going to do the track days. It's, it's going to be a point where you're going to uh, start going uh, racing, and you want to go with AFM, of course. You know, and uh, Barbara's our president over there. I'd love to have her on the show. But uh, the first race is going to be the 21st and 22nd at Buttonwillow, RER. And uh, I race AFM in the last couple of years. So I've just uh, the fastest, slow, slowest, fast guy and trying to go nowhere. Uh, my bike's just been going backwards, just like a moving speed bump. But uh, this year, I hope to actually uh, take my 99R1 out there and uh, start actually uh, going forward again. You know, there's nothing like uh, going forward when you're racing. And uh, talking about that, RAR, what are you going to do? Super plush suspension. Once you do enough track days or go actually go out on a racetrack, suspension is a big fucking deal. Am I not wrong, boys? So, uh, you know, we got James over at Super Plush. You know, I've had my Olin's redone. If you haven't had your shock rebuilt, especially if you're a racer, uh, within a year, you have to do it. And right now, you're already late. And uh, as far as front suspension, there comes a point, you know, I mean, you're doing laps, you're doing laps, you're doing laps. If you're a racer, uh, you always want to go downward. I mean, you always want to get faster. There's uh, very few times you want to actually not. But uh, that being said, uh, there comes a certain point where you can take a certain stock bike and race the shit out of it. And uh, uh, certain people on certain levels uh, uh, can do that. You know, uh, when I first met Wade, I was like, what do we do at Subculture? He goes, we ride anything, Alex. And we've actually ridden anything, and we've done uh, excellent <laughs> at that. You know, It's like, uh, what's our job? Our job is to go as fast as we can. What do we ride? Anything we can get our hands on. You know. And that being said, uh, at a certain point, if you have a certain bike and it's, uh, you get, you know, uh, 
you're dialing her in, you want to have suspension done, especially the front. Uh, and you always should have an Olin's rear or Penske. But uh, that being said, James over at Super Plush is a great way to go. Uh, he's helped us out more than once, one of our sponsors. And yep, uh, yep. yep, he makes you go fast. And uh, suspension is the be- next best way to get your next second and a half down because you you'll hit a wall with stock shit. You'll start burning up tires, and it'll start actually start bouncing you around a hair in the sense of just being a little wobbly. Right, Wade? Yeah. You know, yeah. Just had this problem with the VFR 400 uh, over in... Uh, yeah. So we're redoing our Penske and uh, similar things. So um, I actually have a shock on my sidecar, which Ooh. ended up failing for the umpteen... Not really that many times, but anyhow, the shock wore out everything. I had to find something else. I We, went, we actually went on eBay, whatever found a um olin shock that fit the bill what i could use and everything ended up taking the plush have them go through it and hearing this is a brand new 19 whatever you know it's a 10 year old shock that had yep. never been used or anything but it was brand new it was just exactly what i needed for my sidecar and and they helped me put on what i what i thought i needed and I, it's working really good well, that's awesome. That's a, that's on uh, your, uh, your sidecar, your current sidecar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that's what I'm saying. You know, he'll do spring rates and uh, they, they can refurbish uh, rebuildable shocks and forks and such. And I'll probably have to see him in the next couple of races. Hopefully, yar yar, I can get my times down to need him yar. So anyhow, that being said, uh, boy, join the AFM, and uh, soon we're actually going to have some races there right here in the 21st, 22nd. I don't, I don't know if I'll be there or not. We'll see. It's kind of a you know, time thing. But, uh, of course, fun track days on March 16th. Go see August. It's going to be a three-mile east course. And you don't necessarily have to be a racer, but a lot of racers are doing track days right now. And uh, the season's coming up, and people are dialing their shit in. You know, and, uh, you know, if you have the wherewithal, for sure, go do that. You know, and uh, if you really, really want to see yourself, it's really, really cool to actually have pictures. You know, and Oxymoron Photography, he's always there. He's done a lot of shit, actually, and uh, you can always look him up. But uh, if you've ever been out there, you might not know it, but you might actually have a picture of yourself out there. So uh, get on OxymoronPhotography.com and uh, do uh, where, wherever you were at and uh, put in the date and put in your number or whatever. You might see a picture of yourself, and there's nothing better than having pictures uh, of yourself out there when you're racing and such. I mean, uh, there was a time when uh, I was at the aisle. Wait, guys, you're going to spend $500 on pictures, Alex. They go, no way, dude. And uh, sure enough, you know, I spent $500 on pictures. And this is before digital age and such. And uh, yeah, pictures a thousand or a million words or whatever. And it's nothing yeah. like being Real there. memories. Real memories is the best way to call, right, Wade? Yeah. <laughs> you are. So, you know, uh, that being said, uh, fun times, fun times. But uh, anyhow, our, uh, our guest is here tonight. How are you? Here and here, yeah. I uh, I met Alex. I can join to the. Oh, closer on the mic. Sorry, I can join to. Is it working yet? Yeah? Uh, something's not working. Yeah. Sure. You want to try this one? Try this one. Uh, yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. I was. Uh, I'm looking to get into track days myself. Um, I was going around to different stores, different uh, motorbike shops around San Francisco, and uh, I met this fine gentleman, Alex. Um, and I uh, yeah. seen the the ring on his finger, the Isle of Man, and I have been an absolute avid fan since I was a kid. Um, all the writers over there have been superstars to myself, and I just, yeah, just crazy love for the sport, crazy love for bikes, and he told me about this show. I stopped by, and I'm glad I did. 
Well, uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you came in and just started talking about, um, interestingly enough, uh, you know, uh, I get this a lot. Uh, I work at Tokyo Meadow, one of the best shops in the goddamn country in the world. But uh, anyhow. Um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we're up 50 to Haro, San Francisco. Yeah. All right. There you go. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I get a lot of people come in and out and we all talk, you know, everyone talks about motorcycles and stuff. But, uh, it, you know, when someone has a particular interest, it's like, I want to go racing and serious in the AFM or whatever, you know, it's a, you know, I, I, it piques my interest and I try to do the best as ca I can to lead you a certain way. And uh, awesome. like we mentioned earlier, I mean, nowadays compared to, you know, uh, when we started racing, uh, you did things illegally, and then you had Sears Point and Willow Springs. Bob's your uncle, and you didn't have track days, you didn't have nothing. You had six laps of practice, and that's it. You raced. And uh, nowadays, you have all these track days, and, uh, you know, like fun track days. And uh, you can actually go out now and learn how to ride on a, on a course before you ever do AFM. You know, and I was mentioning earlier, there's yeah, a big difference uh, when you're doing a track day compared to actually you're racing and uh, there, there's a different you am I wrong Wade you know it's a it's a different mindset and uh, once once the flag goes down and you're racing with people it's 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 quite a different environment yeah compared kind to of track changes day. yeah uh, oh, you're not my friend Everybody anymore <laughs> nobody's friends yeah <laughs> yeah uh, it's like, and they uh, said it wasn't bumper cars right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a whole you know there you are. Every second, and yeah, I gotta pass you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Wait. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of track days now, and I mean, uh, you're mentioning uh, you want to uh, uh, get a bike and go out there and such. And we we're talking. That's why I wanted you on the show, especially uh, asking questions, especially about the island and such. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, nowadays, if you want to learn how to run, I mean, 600 is a very, very crowded class and a very, very fast class. And not necessarily so fast is more you're spending more time negotiating rather than learning how to go faster through turns because you got everyone around you, you know, where you get a 400 or 250, it's spread out. I mean, to go fast on a small bike is a lot better than to go fast on a, well, go slow on a 600. You know, you're wasting your time, you know, so it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a progression. You yeah, know, and you're saying even uh, about the tires and everything else. You eat up the oh tires yeah, in the 600, yeah, exactly. but the 400 is better. Yeah, 400 tires might last you two weekends. 600, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you might own one on – if you're fast on Saturday, you got to buy a set on Sunday, you know, and then you're in trouble and that type of shit. Uh -huh. you know? So, yeah, there's a lot to be said about that. And uh, having uh, track days uh, is a definite advantage. Uh, not to mention, I believe, they have these classes now. Like, you can rent a 400 Ninja. You know, I don't know if they're still there, but the, the 400 yeah. and 250 classes are, are, are very, very popular. Um, and, uh, yeah, all the kids are doing it. You are. And, rent you know, them? You say you rent? Yeah, uh, at one point, the uh, Kawasaki's, you can rent, uh, uh, I believe, 400. Yeah, yeah they've been doing that for a couple of years, so it's it's not even, you know, brand new stuff anymore. So they're they're doing it. They're making a lot of people happy and because and, it wouldn't have survived as a business. Um, so I'm gonna say, yeah, they're they're totally the bikes to do. It's in theory inexpensive and everything, and and totally the, you know, they got the right bikes, the right equipment, the right everything. Well, you, you can know. go on a weekend; and it's a turnkey. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's very important. Just like you know, uh, you know, uh, 
BruceRides.org. You show up, you got all your gear and stuff. That that thing, just like Keith Code in the old day, you show up, you got your gear, you got your bike, and you go out. And uh, what's nice about it, uh, as anything, you know, you see someone buy a motorcycle, RER, but people will buy a race bike, RER, get in it, buy all the shit, because it's like, RER, go out there, and it's like, I'm not racing again. Fuck this shit. And I'll be sitting in the garage, you know, and you buy that two years later for a, a penny on a pound. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's nice to know if it's something you like to do before you go out and spend $10,000. Of course you are. You know, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's not for everybody, you know, and uh, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, R-E-R. So, anyhow, uh, what are we doing? We're going to play some music now. We just got on for a second. Um have any questions about the Isle of Man? You were just fascinated earlier. Oh, geez, where to start? Uh, I was just asking Wade, um, even the progression of how fast the bikes and the technology has come over, what, the last 10, 15 years, you were saying earlier, like it used to be a, what, 110 lap average that you had to do to... It was fast. Wade's done fast. The highest qualifying time I had to do was 110, just to get in the door. Yeah, and, and then it's it like, how could you do that to <laughs> the people that are struggling? Yeah, I actually did on my ZX9, which is basically still a stock. And at the end of its career, they called it the truck, the but truck. It, it was pretty good. But uh, um, what are I, they doing the track? What are they doing the lap times right now? 130. So, this is that's. Four that's plus. Fast. Well, they're doing over 200 miles an hour out yeah. there down well, yeah. the street. 211, yeah. the last uh, one I checked. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a different world, and we were mentioned that earlier. Uh, there's a little bit of help involved in yeah, that. Yeah, how often know? do you do it? <laughs> About 10 times a lot. <laughs> <laughs> with yeah. a smile. If you can't do it with a smile, you shouldn't be out there. Wow. you got to be that's enjoying incredible. it and yeah, hang on, twisting the throttle, and all but make sure there's... I want to say nothing left, but my bike, it's nothing left because it's out of horsepower. Yeah, but I was watching open. the videos, and they That's got insane. so much horsepower. You really have to. It's like your 800,000 horsepower Camaro. That uh, It's like grease lightning. It'll, it'll, yeah, they have to nurse them throttles a whole lot more. Cause the front the, end just wants to come up, and the back yeah. wants to snick. Yeah, everything. Well, and so you got computer and everything. And, Super bike. And we don't yeah. really care where the front end is if it's going where you want it to go. So uh, those bikes will do wheelies where m my bikes wouldn't ever consider doing it. But you end up wheeling everywhere because it's, it's biting for traction. If you can find a straightaway, there is a bunch of them. You leave town, and then there's five straightaways back to back. How fast do you think you can get going on a straightaway like that? So, uh, so you end up um, going past the Crosby, I call it through through DJ's 180 mile hour switchback, past the Crosby up the hill. There's still a 200 mile an hour jump. If you got a bike that'll do 200, 200 plus, yeah, you'll clear both wheels on the the. the the next straightaway, which is going down the hill and into Greba Castle. But there, yeah, there's a jump between, sort of between straightaways. It never changes, it just changes in elevation. Yeah, straightaways aren't really straightaways. What they are, they're just like you're going, ee, kinking, kinking, kinking. But the straight's not really a straight. When Wade says a straight, and yeah. you know, he's got 17 years in on my two. And um, yeah, I mean, he can dream that. And, uh, uh, 
every time Alex, what corner is that? It's like, I don't know, Wade. You know, just like, right. all right, that's that corner. And like, they got like one, two million corners. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, so there's no such so, thing as yeah, a proper straight. You leave Union Mills, and <laughs> shortly after that, you're on on these five straightaways. You just bounce off throttle here. Yeah, you're pretty much full throttle and yeah. don't shut off. And so you go past the Crosby up the hill, and what's on the other side is a downhill. So that's that's, flat that's your 200 mile an hour jump. Mm-hmm. So and supposedly they've taken out like seven of those big jumps and over the years and stuff. And anyhow, so this Try is what they still have Mike, it's super shaky today. Uh, if you didn't leave straight, yeah, yeah it's yeah. gonna be shaky. It's gonna what's it gonna do? Um, so. Uh, I never had a bike that would actually really jump it. You skin the rear, sk- spin the rear tire as you go over it, and kind of I kind of kind of launched the front so it's kind of plants a little bit, and so you're only land trying to land the front. But yeah, it didn't actually jump; it just spun the rear tire. Um, so that's you know, you know there is another level beyond that. My, my buddy Schmitty came up one day and said he did just that. He jumped it and he and he said he went off like half a degree in in the air. <laughs> yeah, and that's a big deal. Yeah, uh, you can't really. He, You're he said, over there, "Whoa, right? his yeah. eyes got so big and <laughs> it's it's a it's a big deal." So there's a whole finer measurement for getting both wheels off the ground at 200 miles an hour. Because that's about basically what you're going to be doing. You don't want to cross. Same as, as as Ren Collin there now jumping Ren Collin. I call it Ren Collin four. As you go past the house, there's this moonshot jump, which is actually one in a weird way. I, but uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. I I my bikes weren't fast enough to jump it, and I don't really want to jump it. Go up. I'd rather the, just wor- worry about clearing one wheel instead of both wheels. So keep some traction. I would let it let it come over the hill. Come, come, let the front end come up, and then just feed it everything it's gotten, and wheelie all the way down the back straightaway, and 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 blow those guys away. And it's like, yeah, what? I didn't want to jump it. So, by the time you get to the corner, it goes into warp speed as you grab the next gear as the front end comes down, and it just totally launches off. Only had one person ever, ever, ever pass me in the middle of doing that. Passed you doing that? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I was drunk at the time. Yeah. Sorry. Very- <laughs> Barry Wood sneaks underneath me one day. He had this Isle Man patch on the back. So yeah, sneaks. Up. He thought I'd go. I thought I'd wake you up. He said that was really nice. But yeah, he's the only one to ever do it. And, and so we, I followed him all the way down into into Ramsey. And forget if I actually got by him or not. But yeah, really good run. A lot of fun. And um, that was actually a decision. I didn't want to jump that one. It's a whole nother. It's safer just to, you know, even if I had the super motor, I just worry about getting the front end up going down the other side. And then you you go into warp speed. You did the bell off. You did ricochet a couple things here. You go down the straightaway. And then you go super, super fast <laughs> past the uh, Bishop's Court. Uh, so uh, you, thread the, you thread the needle at 180 miles an hour, and there's another one just like it, a little left-right combination, boof, boof. And then a quick little right-hander, two more straightaways, and you're at the... You're at the How much off. help do you get uh, by going down the somebody slipstream? If you're only following one, you can use it really good. Drives you, start you right fo- up and... Sh- 
if you're good at it. You got to use it, and the and the guys got to not park in front of you when you get to the corner. How are you going to use it against him? He'll help you pull you down a straightaway, but what's he going to do when you get to the corner? And when can you use it? And so one time or for a bunch of while, I was riding that Kawasaki, and I ended up um, battling with my buddy Smitty, who's on a Ducati. They're totally opposites. <laughs> <laughs> he would get to a corner and just pitch that thing over so far, and it would scare my my little Kawasaki because it's a big old fat thing. And goes, I can I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So I, I eventually had to stop watching him and get back and get a run at him. Took me like half the course, and I I got him on a really high speed schoolhouse corner. I got him on schoolhouse corner in the middle of him shutting off and not getting back to that throttle. If he gets back to that throttle, I'm done. There's wow. no way my bike will stay with him. It's a beast. Yeah. Well, sometimes it, you, 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 so it's, it's a lot it's of concentration. Concentration <laughs> on what his bike is, what it's doing, and what he's doing with it. He's doing stuff that my bike won't do, and how am I going to get my bike past him? Yeah. I found a high-speed corner to get by him, and I got by him before the mountain, and I stayed in front of him. Over the mountain. Was that uh, 2004, Wade? Because yeah. uh, 2005, I, I was there with a, a couple of years with Wade and myself uh, racing. And uh, 2004, I went to TT. In 2005, uh, they denied me. So I went to the TT and pitted with Wade as well as like tried to fight for my right to party. And um, it ended up being uh, Schmitty had that bike. I believe that was 2005 where... Apparently he went off a mountain and we never did see that bike again. But I saw pieces in the container, <laughs> you know, like it was in the bin. So they go, here's here, here's what we could find, <clears throat> you know. And uh, but uh, yeah, that yeah. Uh, I don't, I think that's the year uh, that that Ducati. Uh, we didn't see it again. And our pal ended up passing uh, last year, year before. But uh, he he did a, a a great number of TTs, you know. Uh, yeah. Which one was that? Spitty. No, I, I think he's supposedly still around, but he ha is, has issues. Oh, okay. Yeah. I take that back, Smitty. You're still alive. Uh, hope to see you soon. Yeah, uh, we've lost yeah. a lot of pals there. But uh, okay, good. Yeah, no, he just has major issues from what I heard. Um, you are. But, well, uh, yeah. we hope to be out there. And I was mentioning earlier, and you came into my shop. I was like, and I tell everyone, I was like, anyone who was like, you know, TTU, like, yeah, I did it. And they go, really? I always get that. It's like, really? Seriously, dude? You know, but uh, long story short, you know, I did my job twice. And um, once you do it, you always want to get back, mm. you know. And uh, when we did it, uh, boy, uh, on a shoestring budget and uh, a lot of things. I mean, back then it was yeah, probably was. 30 grand for me. I mean, wait, I mean, we always end up spending a shit ton to get out there back in the old days. Uh, what what, yeah. what the, yeah, me, you never really counted. <laughs> you, you just did whatever it, you, you it do. Uh, yeah, but, um, it's very, very expensive to do that endeavor. If you have to ship your bike, or like uh, second time I was there, I rented a bike. I rented a uh, 2005 GSXR uh, 600 Superbike uh, from a guy named uh, Chris Kringle. Uh, Kringle, and uh, Wade was there uh, less than six months before, and with the guy Slick. So I got a. Uh, uh, Referral, so mm -hmm. I had a, 
I got three months to get a bike, and I get there, and all the people at the aisle go, you can't race the aisle anymore, but you happen to do this one class that allows you to actually race the Manx GP, which was 1,000 R1s. They got rid of the Prodi class, but there was an asterisk that said, anyone that is Prodi can still do the Manx. And that's how I got into Manx. So I had three months to actually get back to Europe with a bike. <laughs> My R1's sitting there in the garage, but I can't race it. God damn it. Right, so I ended up racing, uh, 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 renting this uh, GSXR uh, 600 Superbike. Uh, cost me six thousand dollars proper. Uh, broke down every day. They <laughs> 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 taught me how to, you know, RER. We did rain, everything. I was like, God damn it! And I was, I broke down Ren Colon Four. I broke down, <laughs> uh, yeah, I broke down everywhere on that course. Uh, but uh, in the end, I did get another GSXR 600 from. Uh, a guy named Big H, which was a, a really exceptional motorcycle. He's like a top 10, you know, uh, racer there. Yeah. And yeah, uh, big H. Big H, R-E-R. Hey, Big H. And uh, the bike was a little bouncy and shit. And he had a backpack full of rocks. But basically, uh, <laughs> what I didn't make for in certain bouncy turns, all I had to do was just like on the straightaways that aren't really straightaways. It's like, dot, dot, this thing just pulled like a motherfucker. And the sound <laughs> was just wonderful. I mean, there's nothing like a superbike sound. And you just gas it, and you're like, ah! You know, there's nothing. You just want to do it just to hear it. You know, it was a wonderful, wonderful bike. And uh, ended up getting through that, you know. But, uh, One piece. Yeah, fun times. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's take a little bit of the break milk crate, and we'll be back uh, shortly. And... Uh, you're playing a yellow record? What, what are we playing here? Uh, this is a band called Hot Snakes from San Diego. Hot Snakes from San Diego. <laughs>
Yeehaw. Right on, right on. Hey, uh, thanks for uh, tuning in to Racers Alley here at Meet the Radio in the Heart of the Mission. Yeah, wonderful evening. And I uh, got to say, uh, we're here in Northern California and San Francisco for all of the listeners out there. And lately it's been a nice couple of weeks. And I uh, can't really complain with the exception of little allergies and uh, might have a pandemic thing going on. But that's neither here nor there. But, uh, boy, you know, I want to put a, a shout out. Uh, our friend uh, Armin Powell uh, Croft uh, just did great uh, racing in some deserts out there uh, just recently for Croft Racing, and I think he just placed third, so shout out to Armin, man. Just keep on going. You are, you are. You know, it's really, really cool that you're out there doing the job and uh, living the dream. And uh, last time we were here, we had Evan Arkush from Monkey Moto School. Yar yar, and I really didn't get to talk much about uh, what he was, uh, what his school's about. We were just drawing about other things. He got a little butt hurt, so let's talk about his school. You know, um, if you want to learn how to ride a motorcycle, uh, there's a couple of ways to do it. I mean, you could get a, uh, you know, uh, Motorcycle Safety uh, Foundation uh, riding for California, and they got a bunch of classes around the uh, the area. And uh, usually they have like uh, 12 motorcycles. You get on there. Uh, you have to have a boots, a helmet, and gloves. Uh, they supply the motorcycles, and they teach you how to ride. Um, that's usually a big course, and they have little, you know, they they do the general alleys as uh, you know, as far as going around the parking lot and doing your job. Um, Monkey Motor School, well, you know, Evans really, it, it's it's a little bit more personalized. It's uh, one-on-one. You know, uh, you have a motorcycle, either 250, 400, three, uh, 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 Cali or uh, maybe a Honda, I think. But what's nice about it is he takes you out in an area and you the, the, the time that you spend with him is all personalized. You, uh, you go through things and you learn the drills. And it's a little easier than being with a, you know, a pack of people and you don't necessarily, if you have questions, uh, don't get them answered. So uh, Monkey Motor School is a great way to go. And, uh, you know, if you want to learn how to ride a motorcycle and you just need that little extra help and, uh, you know, uh, individual uh, uh, attentiveness, uh, that's a great way to go. Evan's uh, awesome that way. Yar. And, uh, well, we're talking about racing soon and AFM. Uh, of course, always support the Benevolent Fund. Uh, they're out there. They're helping us. Uh, they keep us going. And uh, without the AFM and the FM Benevolent Fund, we would not be racing. And uh, that being said, boy, uh, my leathers have been hanging up uh, for over a year. And uh, sometimes they get a little kind of funny. And uh, just recently, uh, Chris from Rotana Leathers has uh, been on our show. And what's really, really neat is he refurbishes leathers. Uh, even if you had them a while, he makes them all nice and uh, supple. And what's really, really cool, if you want, you know, I, uh, you can put your name on the back or your number. And uh, it's a long time since I've actually, uh, you know, uh, personalized my leathers. But uh, he's great. He'll be on our show soon. But uh, you can get a uh, hold of him at Rotano's Leathers. And uh, racing season's coming up. So if you haven't taken your leathers out of the closet, guess what? They're going to be really, really fucking stiff. So, uh, you know, uh, do what you need to do and go from there. Yeah. All right. So uh, anyhow, uh, let's see. Let's take a little bit of a break. Uh, Milk Crate's playing some sort of music, and we'll go be back in about five minutes.
Got 10 minutes left on this show and love hearing the clash anyhow um boy you know one of our boys uh he sponsored me a set of slicks and uh zeki and uh basically he runs gsxrs and stuff out there in track days and all that good stuff but uh he runs a business it's called motorhouse and uh basically if you need a bike uh, for long-term storage uh you know you can uh, access it every day uh, you know, you can do daily or daily or monthly uh, rental. But anyways, he has a he has a, a, a area where you can put your bike there. You have a uh, separate lockers. You can access it whenever you want, twenty four seven. And uh, you know, uh, long term storage, two hundred dollars a month for a bike, dude. You know, to have something secure, that ain't a whole lot. You know, especially if you have a nice bike. But anyways, uh, Motohas, if uh, you ever want to get a hold of uh, some good storage, www m-o-t-o-h-a-u-s-s-f dot com and uh, great place to store your motorcycles really really fucking cool and uh you know there's nothing like having a locker with all your gear and especially in this city because if uh, you leave your bike out long enough you'll get hit by a car or something stupid like that you know try to steal it but uh here you are we were just talking about circle uh well i guess what do you call it uh circle tracking myelin wade what do you call that thing uh flat tracking there you go 
a million years ago, we were out there, and um, Wade actually, uh, first time in a long time, he took a uh, KLX 250. What did you take flat tracking last, Wade? Yeah, that was a, it was a big bike. I think it was a KLX 250. The, the one I started on? Or the one yeah, I, the green one. The green one. Yeah. It was a yeah, KLX 650. KLX 650. And uh, I hadn't been out there a long time, and Wade hadn't been out there a long time. And actually, he's uh, had the, his... It uh, was the first mile around... Uh, amateur mile around here and in a I, while right well no, whatever i never knew there had had a sportsman mile to begin with but suddenly there was one and if they're going to have one i got to figure out something to ride i think it's really going to be a great experience and i really need to ride it on something so and yeah the klx 650 is all i had so nobody would give me one of these or those or whatever so i rode my klx was set up for the street with with street tires on it. I got brand new tires on it. I just had my buddy Murph go through it and re-ring it for me. Um, so it wasn't new, but it was fresh. It was sorry, fresh. Uh, sorry, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, but I did I did a bunch of practices on it in a row, and unfortunately I was parked far far away. But anyhow, it turned out to be low on oil after I won my first race. And uh, talking and, about and, that, and, so and, you just heard he won his first race. Uh, when he went out there, uh, we weren't treated with the kindness of uh, folks. I mean, it was like, well, you got this, you, you got this wrong bike here in the pits, and yeah, people were downright mean, tell you the truth, and uh, they kind of know, laughed at us. Yeah, they really did. It was like, who are these? Not right in our that, faces or anything, but yeah. Yeah, you could kind of hear him over there, and yeah, then snickering, and then, and then yeah. So then, yeah, and then after I won the race, the announcer went wild and everything, and. And one of the neighbors came over and actually apologized because, yeah, we were laughing at you. And, <laughs> and, and, well, well, and then you won the race. You walked away from all of us. And and, <laughs> and, and then so then and actually Scott Brelsford was, was there to hang out after the races and stuff. And so I got kind of got busted for him being there. And it's like, dude, I even forgot that I knew you. It's been so long. And, and, uh, and that and, being said, he's a... Very uh, badass racer uh, back in the uh, flat track and days, and Scott Brelsford and Wade. Uh, Wade uh, doesn't mention this, but he had uh, a number plate uh, proper back in the seventies or or. And mm. uh, back then, you had to do road racing, motocross, and flat track, and I believe yeah. to, to get your A. I met plate, him. I you know? met him after that and everything, but anyhow, um, he was there at the at the track, and, and he uh, was a buddy of mine. So. <laughs> Um, anyhow, they kind of blew it on just laughing at us because we had a, a, a funny bike, which ended up just walking away from everybody. It only did 105, but I made sure I got every inch of that 105 out of it. And you were doing wheelies all across the black, uh, back straight. You know, it's back like, straight, because yeah. you're supposed to, and with the 21-inch front wheel, no big deal. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was one of the practices. And anyhow, there was a whole bunch of us out there, and so... And they said, hurry back. But so there was four or five people going down the back straightaway. And there's this one guy who was, looked like he was ringing his bike, but he wasn't going anywhere. And it's like, oh, dude, I'm going to make you look really bad because I'm going to wheelie all the way down this straightaway. Yeah, the KLX would just do it really nice. 89, 100 mile an hour wheelies, no problem. And uh, that's what I was known for. Like I said, uh, one of the first races, R.E.R., that made fun of us. And then he was like, R.E.R., they even had his name wrong. But uh, he was doing the uh, wheelie all the way across. And there was a bunch of us Sunday morning ride boys and regulars there. And 
you know, we got to witness that. And like you said, I think you came in and there was an oil issue. So you had one of your boys had to go run to get a quart of oil, but uh, ended up making it. And uh, Yeah, Big yeah, Mike had big to run Mike. all the way to the far side of the parking lot. <laughs> He's a big guy. He's got a brand new beer. He put it down. Somehow he found a quart of oil when he got there. And so we got, I, I missed a race to wait for him to get back to put this in because I was in two races back to back, but I'm in one more. And so anyhow, he shows up with oil. We put it in there. It ran. It did really good and everything, but it's so noisy. It's so noisy. I ended up buying another bike. <laughs> I bought a used bike to get another motor to keep that thing running. And but it was a it was a great race, and uh, everyone really did cheer uh, that uh, KLR in the end because it was a redheaded stepchild, and a lot of people made fun of us. But like you mentioned earlier, I mean, uh, what happened was uh, me being an outsider. We were writing for a magazine, uh, Urban Moto, at the time. But uh, yeah, it was really neat to watch how people were and such. But uh, more importantly, it's like ended up uh, I, 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 you know, he came in differently, so I ended up coming to our motorhome and. Uh, Scott Brelford, Brelford? Yeah. Yeah, so anyhow, he and Wade are in there, and I walk in, and, you know, we're just hanging out, you know, and uh, like, hey, this is Scott Brelford and everything, but there was a bunch of folks kind of like mingling around the outside of the motorhome. You know, I was like, who's this guy who you know, we made fun of the whole time? And uh, apparently this gentleman is, um, you know, uh, every every racer has their heroes, uh, every type of racing or any type of sports, and... Uh, Apparently, he was a hero of the uh, flat tracking world, and the fact that uh, the whole time they made fun of us, and then he walked into the motorhome and hung out with Wade seemed to kind of yeah. like uh, uh, perplex people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. he, mu he must be a ringer, <laughs> just because we know each other. Yeah, but Yeah, exactly. the announcer went wild. It was great. There's a, The video of the whole thing kind of covers it, and um, so yeah, we barely knew anybody. I know bikes, I know some history, but... Um, I haven't been flat tracking in a long time, and now I barely do. I've gone over to Lodi, and Lodi group is all really good and everything, but it, they're 100 miles away. It's a whole other everything that I need to do. Yeah. I'm barely yeah. set up for it. D uh, different club, different sport, uh, yeah. more money. I, I'm lucky I make it a couple times a year. I'd love to go play. I'd love to do it every weekend. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, you know, uh, great times, great story, you know, and uh, yeah, I, it, that was one of my favorite times. I mean, we have a lot of stories, Wade, but uh, that was unique in the fact that you brought something and everyone laughed at us and, you know, don't make fun of my mule Clean Eastwood shit. And uh, it was really, really cool because uh, you cleaned all their clocks. And uh, just before we go, <laughs> you know, it was like really, really neat, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I had brand new Pirelli tires. I had a laser on the front, brand new. It was actually a cushion, so no big deal. But at 180 to 100 miles an hour, those tires aren't going to know much of a difference. You just did your so job on the groove. <laughs> just, just keep it pinned. It was neat. You know, uh, we got a couple of minutes here. But just before we let off, I mean, uh, so this is now the big race, you know. And uh, it was funny because you had the, 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 the boys here, I mean, the kids and these really, really nice bikes. You know, I mean, the 14-year-olds, one or two, and they're there all the time. And... Then you had Wade. It was like, I have a picture somewhere. It was like, one, two, three, and Wade's sitting in the slot before you go out, right? So it's a shoot. You know, he's sitting there in line. And you see the kids looking over their shoulders like at him and going, who's this dude? 
And you can see their <laughs> trainer going, if you let that old man beat you, you know, you're walking home. Fire, <laughs> you know. It was, it was a wonderful sight to behold. You know? like, who's this guy? You know, like, I gotta, I better yeah. watch out for that guy. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. I actually, I actually had had one show up, at one of the Stockton Miles, was I, I guess whatever that day, and he goes, "Can I hang out with you? Can I run around with you?" And I said, "Sure, um, sure. If you, yeah, if you want to, no problem." come out with me and stuff so we went out i guess he followed me you know it's not like when i was trying to ditch him or anything but once we got on the track we kind of opened up and stuff and and he actually came back and said i really tried anything but i just i couldn't keep up <laughs> it's like after it con concentrating on your life yeah good for trying oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks guys for coming on in and uh hope to see you soon and uh, have you back on our show soon and uh, all that good stuff and uh Thank you for uh, tuning in to Beatney Radio and Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, hope you love our show. We'll be back next week, uh, 6 to 8 on Thursday. Yar, yar. And uh, please tune in and then get uh, on the comedy festival here. Yar. Nasty. <laughs> UK Prime Minister. We're trying to get some and civics up in get? here. What did we get? This we is got... for science. Don't you understand? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, I don't have a problem with her wearing leather pants. I think that that is... But Brave. I, I, well, for me, it's any excuse to highlight what an idiot I think she is. She is. So even if she looked good in them, I would never have told her. Um, she had a quote about, uh, I think there was like last year, what have you, where she was being interviewed about like the naughtiest thing she's ever done. Oh, and it's run through a field. Yes! <laughs> I'm like, huh? Oh, my word. I'm like, oh, come on. But, you know, she asked for it in that case, doesn't she? Like, if it's, <laughs> it's like going into a... a a playground and taking off your shirt like you're gonna get a slap someone's gonna slap you that's like that that's that's her isn't it she's asking to be bullied yeah she's I asking, she's asking. So some people deserve to get bullied is that what you're saying no i think she deserves <laughs> okay good uh Just her. this is <laughs> we we usually we haven't bullied um our president yet enough so let's let's yeah 45 um, fuck face why is he called 45 because he's the 45th, 45th president, president and we don't like and we don't like to say his name uh, yeah we don't, because we're just, every time we say his first name, we just give him more press. Yeah. And we don't like to give him press, but no. we like to talk shit on him. These are, this is just quotes of his, and I just want to just do a couple. Um, these are on showing his humility. Um, I'm also honored to have the greatest temperament that anybody has. That's a good impression. I am, I alone can fix it. Um, I think I am actually humble. I think I'm much more humble than you would understand. <laughs> Oh the God. beauty of me is that I'm very rich. <laughs> but it's, it's, where do you start? It's almost sad, isn't it? Here, His daddy did not love him. Well, you can't. Can you make fun of somebody who clearly yes. is, has an IQ of about two? Yes. He doesn't read. He watches 15 TVs at once. I will be the greatest jobs president that God ever created. These are quotes of his. All of the women on The Apprentice flirted with me, consciously or unconsciously. That's to be expected. Okay. And I his mean, dick looks like a mushroom. I can't, I don't, I don't know how anyone could find him attractive for a start. Let's talk about that. Let me tell you, I'm a really smart guy. And, <laughs> well, apparently he just goes around grabbing people's pussy. Exactly, and, yeah. Uh, but I've never known that to work. It doesn't. It's not a good pick First up, of all, we've, we've had. It's not we've, shake hands. We've talked about this. Like, how do you actually really grab, like, it's. I think it's just a general area. You can't, but you're fingering. It's a finger, yeah. not grab. Well, it, yeah, yeah. You're grabbing good. taco meat? 
You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to go <laughs> in taco beef. Or the taco that way. Yeah, like the lips. Yeah. But Sorry, yeah. losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest, and you all know it. Please don't feel stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I have to apologize to the world again for this terrible, terrible mistake. My fingers are long and beautiful, as it has been well documented uh, are various other parts of my body. <laughs> I, would l I would press him on what he means by that. He's talking about his dick. Is he? Right, of course My he fingers is. are long and beautiful, as it has been well documented are various other parts of my you body. Know, you know, well, I mean, people talk like that, they have small dicks. Yes. Oh, here's the other one. He referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee it. That's, I mean, that's fine. I'm happy he's happy, but I don't want to know about that. You know what I mean? I'm, if he's got, if he's got a mass, if his, his dick is, you know, like a Cumberland sausage, I'm happy for a him. Cumberland Good for sausage. Him. Yeah. But you know Good that's not him. the case. I know it's not the case, but I'd let him think that. I'm happy. But it's when he starts pointing it out, then you have to go, actually, Donald, compared to other people's yeah. things, yours is very small. Yeah. Like, but if, he, if he's happy to just keep it to himself and he goes, I've got a big dick in private, you can go, of course you have, Donald. <laughs> and then that's it, yeah. And leave him to it. Nobody respects women more than me. <laughs> That's another <laughs> quote but he said. And then three minutes later in the same speech, he said, such a nasty woman. Remember the nasty, nasty quote when he was talking about Hillary? Hillary? Uh, I, I just think after having Barack Obama as well, you guys had it too good for too long. And now you, it's gone too far the other way. And you're really noticing more of a difference because you went from someone who is actually not a knob to no. someone to like a normal... normal oh, that like a real president? Yeah. Well, yeah. that just lets you yeah. know how racist this country is. I mean, seriously. And the or fact that you know, women. the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, I got to blame you white woman here. <laughs> how 52% of y'all white women voted for this man? I don't get it. But like um <laughs> but it, but the thing is, here's a, we have a thing called elect electoral co uh, college vote, which is yeah, needs to. Yeah, that's peculiar to me. I don't I don't understand how yeah, that works. Right, no, that's stupid. the only reason why he won because he did get Hillary did get three million of the, of the popular vote. But how is that democratic? It's not. It's not. The, the it's not. That sounds like the absolute reverse of democracy because it, it the electoral college was originally created because black votes were only they, they started saying that black votes were only two th worth two thirds so they were like two thirds of a person yeah kind of no, like black people weren't able to vote that they weren't able to vote but the people who owned them got oh. an extra two thirds vote was, or something it was, for an, it was an attempt as well to like so you give yourself give the rich more power essentially in, yeah. in, in a say of it wasn't it and so now it benefits mostly republicans yeah. here yeah. so and yeah. the the democrats have been trying to you pronounced that wrong huh you pronounced that slightly wrong or did you not uh, no, no I that's, that's how we say I, I, I meant what I said yeah. <laughs> uh, this is here's that actual quote about the grabbing by the pussy you know I'm automatically attracted to beautiful I just start kissing them it's like a magnet just kiss I don't even wait and when you're a star, they let you do it. You could do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You could do anything. I just, it's uh, called rape. It's well, just, it's assault. Aside from anything else, it's just its inappropriate and not very polite, is it? And he still won. And he still that. won. White women again. He yeah, <laughs> just but that says that begs the question is how, how many people sat there and went, well, sounds like a nice, sounds like a good Saturday. And, like <laughs> and the thing is just like, you know, that was like, he said that, that we found the, the tape out like a couple of weeks before the election. And so usually back in the old days, stuff like that would have been like, oh, well, we're not going to vote for him. But 
I guess the crazy crackers in the South were like, we like him. He's pretty good. Wow. And white women were like, we like rape. This is this is funny. This is a funny one. <laughs> Believe me, she would not be my first choice. I can tell you. Uh, Donald Trump mocking the women who alleged he sexually assaulted them, suggesting his accusers weren't attractive enough to earn his attention. I, I just it. That's horrendous. It, it's it? horrible. He's a horrible. I mean, but the. Th- but I think he thinks yeah. it's. I don't. It's so. It's just so sad. A person who is very flat-chested is hard to be a ten. Is very hard to be a ten. I didn't know about that. One. I mean, it's bad yeah. enough it's, if he was just some maniac. That would still be bad. But the fact that he is, he is the most powerful maniac on right. the planet, yeah. which is even scarier. It's super, the fact of the matter scary. is just like you can't. I can You can never re- respect anybody like that. Like he. He was a. Uh, last week he d- did some interviews and they went terrible, obviously. Mm. And he was saying like people need to respect, th- people need to respect the White House. And then he goes and calls one a, a journalist stupid. That's a stupid question. Yeah, that's a stupid, stupid question. For you usually ask stupid questions. It's <gasps> Free trade is terrible. Free trade can be wonderful if you have smart people, but we have stupid people. <laughs> Who is he talking about? Us or? Also, like that's that, that's not an answer. That's not something a president should say. Because what's his? Okay, so what then, Donald? What we're we gonna? It's an, uh, free trade is terrible. Cool. So what we're we gonna do? Yeah, he doesn't on. know. Because you own a business, so f- that's free trade. Not free trade. I don't know what he, is. He don't. He don't right. know what he's doing. He watches cable TV all day. Fifteen at once, so he never gets much of anything. Right. Of it, he's like just looking at. I I I dare the media so for funny. like for like at least a couple days not talk to him about him and see how his head would explode (laughs) seriously because he's such a narcissist you know even when we had we had a synagogue shooting here what like a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and he mentioned the fact that that shooting really kind of hurt uh uh our uh the election for us I'm like, who says that 11 people died in a mass shooting? And that's what you have to say? Wow, you should kill yourself. Well, I think he hates Jews, too, not just uh, black people. No, he, well, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's a nationalist. Oh, well, he doesn't great. Just say, <laughs> he just called himself a nationalist, and Macron just gave a speech about the difference between being a patriot and a nationalist. Long behold, that's what World War One and World War Two was about. The fact that the Germans were national. I mean, it just mm. people who I'm sorry, people who are 45 supporters are fucking racist, I- ignorant, sexist. And just and our country is totally divided. You looked at the elections last week. It's like 50 50. <sighs> There's half of us that seem to be, I don't know, compassionate and like abortion a lot. And the other half are like, we don't like them gays at all. And we don't want any <laughs> health care. Lo- I've never met. Well, I've met about a couple of bad gays, but they're generally such nice people. They absolutely. Yeah, if you can, if it's a nice, it's a good stereotype. I just think, yeah. <laughs> You've obviously never met one, have you, Donald? Yeah. Unless as decorator. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe exactly. maybe Donald is a bit. Uh, usually people oh, like that are yeah, usually. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe he's he needs like to have a look. He's at like himself. a freshman at Berkeley. He protests mm. too much. There you go. <laughs> he, he's he would he'd be a bottom. He yeah. Because mm. he because his top wouldn't fit. Well, on that, ending on an ass joke, uh, a butt rape joke, is the way we, that's the way we roll out on a, on a, it doesn't have to be rape, it just could be butt sex. Yeah, it could be consensual. It, it, consen- it could be, it could be yeah, consensual. Uh, he loves it, he loves it. On that. Well, maybe, he, then maybe he wouldn't, he'd feel a bit bad about 
yeah. raping everybody else, wouldn't you? So uh -huh. an, an asshole for an asshole. Yes, there you go. An eye for an eye and everyone would be blind. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. And then, uh, Thomas, it was so much fun to have you. Yeah. And we're friends on Facebook now, and you have to eat in and out We'll make a, I'll make a list for you. Do it. Delicious places to eat in San Francisco. But the mission, burrito as big as your head. Uh, there's also some good Burmese food here, but just in the mission, it's like there's this place called Yamo that's killer, and it's so cheap. It's like six fifty for a lunch, and it's so good. Black bean fish. And if you want <laughs> some good beer, you can come to McKellar, which ah. is not too far away from your hostel. I'm I'm fan of beer. I'll that's tell you that. Uh, Latoya works tonight. Uh, I'm at Bender's beer. tonight. I work tonight at Bender's, but I don't do the bar. I do the food. So. Uh. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for Good being here. Yeah. You are kind. great. Your song is amazing. Yeah, I can't wait till you're famous. Stop it. <laughs> you're fire. Stop it. Don't it's true. Stop you're really it. great. Stop. It was so nice. We met at uh, the hearth, the uh, Meredith Godfrey. Hey, everybody, I'll give her a free plug. 